You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers business leaders to be more purposeful in their business so they can enjoy increased productivity and profitability while make a much bigger impact in the world. This is episode eight. My name is Anne-Marie Cross and I'm here with my co-host Jennifer Sparkle-Johnson. Whether you're just starting up your business or maybe you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. Jennifer and I are going to teach you the right strategies around sales, around marketing, money mindset, as well as key leadership and business principles so you can step forward powerfully in your business to make a much bigger impact in the lives of your clients and the world. Let's get started. Now, we are sure that you have heard the saying, time is money. Well, Jennifer and I have a saying too when it comes to time and money, and that saying is, how you do time is how you do money, and how you do money is how you do time. In fact, how you do time and money is how you do everything. And often for many business owners, how they do time and or money is just not purposeful. So on today's show, Jennifer and I want to speak about five ways where you are not being purposeful with your time and why that's impacting the money and freedom that we know so many of you desire in your life and in your business. And that's coming up in our Words of Wisdom segment. Before we dive into the Words of Wisdom, we want to just share an announcement with you. Uh, Jennifer and I are so excited. We have just launched uh, a new program, and that is Ignite Your Inner Champion, key foundations to build up yourself, your team, and your clients. And this is specifically for business women who are in direct sales. Now, there are four key modules. The first module is Identify Your Money DNA. This is your money mindset. The second module, identify your personal DNA, which is your strengths and your inner brilliance. This is all about your brand, your personal brand. The third module is all around something Jennifer loves, fearless sales method principles. And the fourth module is moving forward with powerful intentions so you can enhance your personal performance as well as your productivity. We've had a number of business women in direct sales go through this. And Jennifer, we have just been overwhelmed and honored and excited with the results that uh, these women are now generating in their business, aren't we? It's been amazing to witness, facilitate, and just simply be a part of. It's so cool. (laughs) They are doing so awesome. They certainly are. And now you too can do awesome, just like uh, our other clients. To go and find out more about the product and as well as to enroll this program, uh, go to www.purposeful-leadership-academy.com forward slash ignite direct sales. We will put a link in the show notes. Of course, this is episode eight. Uh, so ignite your inner champion key foundations. This is for business women in direct sales. And uh, keep watching the space because Jennifer and I are going to do a special one for service-based businesses as well. So coaches and, and consultants, uh, but uh, this one's ready to go. So Jennifer, what's today's productivity tip? This one's all about getting really honest and clear about how you are spending your time. 
And I'll be honest, this one uh, was thrown at me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I did it too. And what this is, is you choose something specific. And the one I'm going to suggest is for you to look at volunteering, whether it's volunteering in the community at uh, your child's school, or also there's a lot of volunteering when people are helping other people, quote unquote, as accountability partners. So I want you to make sure and track. We want you to track all the time. 15-minute increments, 30-minute increments, however long it is for you, but track your time throughout the week to add it up at the end and find out how much time are you actually spending literally volunteering or helping others. This is going to give you a clear picture of how you're spending your time. So today's Words of Wisdom is asking the question, how are you doing your time? Because as I said earlier in the introduction, how you do your time and money is how you do everything. And if you complain that there's never enough time to do everything that you need to do, then you need to listen to today's show. In fact, we're probably sure that you're familiar with some of the following expressions about time. Listen to this. I don't have time to catch my breath. Time flies. There is so much to do, so little time. I feel like I'm on borrowed time or I'm feeling that I'm racing against time. There are so many more expressions like these ones that we've just shared with you. And when you think about it, each one of these talks about the lack of time, the scarcity around time, that time is scarce. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, each and every one of us has been given the same amount of time at the start of every day. However, what's interesting is how we choose to look at that time that we're given and more importantly, what we choose to do with that time that we are given. And this is going to determine the outcome that we have. Now, this is an area that Jennifer and I support a lot of our clients with because this is this is so important. Listen up, stop multitasking and listen to this. What underpins and determines how we choose to look at time, so how you choose to look at your time and what you choose to do with your time are really our priorities. That's what underpins and determines And what underpins and determines our priorities, this can either be strengthened or weakened by our mindset, which as we know, our mindset are our beliefs and our values. And our mindset can either um, support us, drive us, and it can also deter us if it's uh, not supporting us. So on today's show, we've got five ways where you may not be purposeful with your time and why that's impacting the money and also the freedom that we know so many of you desire in your business. So Jennifer, what's the first way? The first way is working on overdrive. Oh man, if you're listening out there and you can relate, raise your hand. (laughs) I just raised mine, right? These are things that Anne-Marie and I have learned because this shows up for so many people. And if you feel the need to constantly be working and you feel guilty when you're not working or even just taking a break, then this is something that you're going to want to address. And this actually is something that Anne-Marie uh, really helped me with because I was I was that overdrive person. Um, you know, when Anne-Marie and I work with our private clients, we use the system called sacred money archetypes. One of those archetypes is the ruler, which happens to be what Anne-Marie is and then also what I am. And what happens is the ruler can work on overdrive. And this is typically something that the ruler archetype does. So if you happen to be a ruler, this might sound very familiar to you. 
you know, I share this because Amory and I are always willing to be completely transparent here. And I literally can relate to this one because I did. I used to be that person. I used to feel guilty if I would take a break or if I would, you know, stop and do something that, you know, was pampering or something like that. Now that I know a different way, I'm like, wow, that was so crazy for me to be like that. But I totally was. I totally was. So what can happen is, you know, when you experience that, you literally are just in overdrive. And as we know, when you're in overdrive, you're not at your best and you can't help people as uh, powerfully as you would like to. And so, you know, for me, what helped is I literally, and this may sound crazy to you and that's okay. It works for me. So you get to choose what works for you. But I literally will jot down in my planner pad, one of my favorite tools, right? In my calendar, I will actually jot down in a time slot of when to call to make my hair appointment. (laughs) So it's not calling to make a hair appointment. I have to put it in there to remind myself, oh, yes, you're going to do this to make sure this happens. Because I love what I do. Amber and I love doing what we do together, the podcasting, the, the clients, all of it. We, as rulers, love this. And we could stay so, so busy. So we get to make sure and take care of ourselves and use tools that support us. Now, Anne-Marie, also being a ruler, her story used to really be, um, it used to be so strong for her that you have to work hard. You have to work hard. And when you have that kind of a mindset from, you know, messages that you may have heard, who knows, from growing up or whatnot, when Anne-Marie wasn't working hard, she would feel guilty, right? Makes sense, because that was her messaging system. Now, of course, her her parents only wanted the best for her, right? And they didn't, you know, say, "Oh, you're not allowed to work uh, to rest, Anne Marie. You can only work, work, work." No, it's not like that at all. It was just her interpretation of what that meant. But that became her mindset: you have to work hard. And what happened is they really, her parents just really wanted to instill in her and teach her the value of of dedication and and working hard is is a good thing. Um, But Anne-Marie, of course, with her mindset, took that to, I always must work hard. So she kind of took it, you know, a little farther than maybe her parents intended, right? And again, this may sound very familiar for you. Never ever about judgment, blame, or shame about anyone else that we may have picked up these patterns from. What we get to do now is realize, okay, that's a pattern that I have been living. I have instilled in myself. I've taken uh, at this value. And now I get to decide what's it doing for me. Is it helping or not so much? So please, please, please notice. Notice for yourself. Are you working on overdrive? I really love these things that you're sharing, Jennifer, because so many ambitious entrepreneurs and business owners, they go and um, adopt a lot of time management tools and other things that um, are the, you know, great tools. But what they don't realize is the underpinning things that are keeping them stuck and living that negative pattern is not the practical sense, of course, that, we're, we're, that, that are important, like you love the planner pad, but it's the underlying, what are the beliefs, what are the stories, what is the reason why that, that in this case is causing you to work on overdrive once I realized that it was a huge release uh, I, mm-hmm. I no longer uh, lived that pattern because I could recognize it and then when I knew better I could do better and there was not that negative energy but rather I could step forward and, and be empowered so if you're listening today when we're talking about time we're really talking about the underlying things of, of how you're showing up and why why are you doing that because when you can change it at that mindset level you know those beliefs that are not supporting you that completely transcends across all of the the actions and your results 
results because you're working from a place of empowerment rather than disempowerment. If someone's listening and they they know that you and I are rulers, right? Mm -hmm. And we have that mindset to go, go, go. If you're listening, it may not be that you heard someone say, you know, like for example, Anne-Marie's, you have to work hard. You may not have heard someone say those words to you, but you may have witnessed how someone worked hard, mm-hmm. right? So so just, we want to make sure that you expand the mindset a little bit and not get so uh, focused in to think, oh, did I hear that? Because for me, I, d- I didn't hear necessarily that it may have been said, but I didn't, I didn't hear it. <laughs> but what I did do is I witnessed that. So I witnessed my dad always, always, always bell to bell guy working, 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 and he never stopped. His brain never stopped, right? He was always going. So just notice for yourself, is it literally something you heard and have taken on? Or could it possibly be something that you witnessed and now model for yourself? Absolutely. Oh, I love this topic. Okay, so the second, (laughs) the second way is being reactive instead of proactive. And we see this happening in so many businesses. And there are typically a couple of reasons why. Uh, Firstly, the reason why could be that there are a lack of systems and processes in place. So really, you know, the practical things are not there, which means that things may not be getting done properly, or things may be getting neglected, which can turn into a drama and a struggle and an issue, particularly if you've got support staff, if they're not sure or clear on how they need to do things or your expectations it's going to be very difficult for them to do a proper job to support you. And then you need to step in and be reactive and often fixing mistakes. If you and I were, you know, you and I and Jennifer were working together and this was a coaching session, we'd want to dive deeper into, okay, so what's stopping you from getting these (laughs) systems and processes in place? But for now, for this podcast, if this is something that's happening to you, now you've got an awareness of that, you can dive a little bit deeper and and, and get your A into G and get some systems and processes in, in place. Now, the second reason that this can happen is because maybe you are someone who does work better under pressure. You love a challenge. Another tool that Jennifer and I use, particularly with our executive corporate clients, is a tool called DISC. And um, a, a story that we like to share about one of our, you know, an executive client is that he loved challenges. Anytime a challenge was uh, facing his team or his company, he would immediately snap into action and get solutions in place. But what happened was when he, he went and implemented all of these systems because he was a systems guy, things were flowing smoothly. So what was happening was there was no challenge there. There were no things where he just, you know, snapped into action. So what happened was he created his own drama. And one of these ways was to leave things to the last minute because he that's what he excelled in, leaving things to the last minute. But you know what happened? It drove his team mad because some of those people in his team, they liked to follow a process. They like to have time to think about things. They like to have time to sit down and analyze and nut things out. And so he was causing dramas in his business. So he was being more reactive instead of proactive, which in turn was making his staff very, very stressed and not working productively. So if this is something that's happening in your business, you are being too reactive, check in. Do I not have processes and systems in place that can support my team or support me? And is this a pattern that I enjoy? And how is this pattern affecting my staff and affecting my performance? You know, there's a, there's two things within that uh, little area here for you to, to consider. 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. And just think about if you were part of his team. Oh my mm. goodness gracious, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not not a fun fun way to operate at all. Uh, all right, let's look at number 3. Number 3 is being available to anyone and everyone. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh you know, this one this one shows up we most often see this uh, when it comes to the sacred money archetypes of a nurturer. This is a typical pattern for them. And uh, there are so many great stories that we could share. So when we were deciding which one to, to share with you, I, here's what I love. Nurture, I, we love all the archetypes, first of all. And we always say don't have archetype envy, right? Because <laughs> the archetypes are simply who you are, right? It's just being very clear on who you are and your natural personality style. And with with a nurturer, what can happen is because they make themselves available to everyone or anyone, and I, and I also want to throw this in there, it seems like at any time, nurturers will give up so much of themselves or their family time or, or whatnot, because what happens is, in general, and of course, this is a generalization, but nurturers, my, my husband summed it up best. He said that as a nurturer, the st- he's the guy that all the stuff gets dumped on at the very last minute. And, and that can be very frustrating because, of course, you're the last minute person. Everything gets dumped on you. Yet the, the cool mindset around this is you're that person that, yeah, everything gets dumped on you at the last minute, like right at the finish line when the clock is about to tick its last moment. And nurturers are the one that somehow have that ability to pull it all together, wrap it up beautifully, put it in a box, get a bow on it and get it out there on time. So they also are that person. Yet the negative part of it is you make yourself so available and then you go into that, uh, that overreactive stuff to make sure that you make it on time for someone else which is, you know, really, really interesting. So that's just a a pattern to notice. Isn't that interesting? We see that often with clients, don't we, when they have their clients that expect them to be at the beck and call to drop everything and anything that they're working on to deal with their issue Uh, or even team, you know, team that are stepping up and, and requiring you to be at their beck and call. So just be mindful of this. Again, use this as a checklist. Don't use it to, to beat yourself up and say, oh, I can recognize myself in a number of those key things. Well, Jennifer said so beautifully, no blame or shame or any judgment. Just a checklist. Now that you're aware of this, you can make better choices and therefore get much better outcomes as well. So that was the third point. So the fourth way that you may be keeping yourself stuck, and this is not being purposeful, and this is a biggie, and that is not even being willing to track and monitor what you are doing with your time. Now, the amount of times that Jennifer and I have heard this, and you know, we hear people say, I hate that feeling. It feels like I'm confined to a scheduled work day. It feels restricted. I just like it. Don't like it. I, I go with the flow. I mm-hmm. go with the flow. Well, you know what? If this is something that you're saying to yourself, in all honesty, it's not about feeling restricted. It's not about feeling confined. The bottom line is there's something much deeper that is causing you to feel this way. 
and um you know and so we want to call you out on your bs i know we don't normally say that kind of thing but you know what if you want to take your business to the next level not monitoring your time not even wanting to to look at where you are spending your time there's a much deeper issue and once you address that once you can really see what's happening and why you can change that mindset you can have incredible results in your business and jennifer we can say this because i i know i've been there but i know for you you've been there too so you know, oh, we, we've kind of put the mirror up to our own selves and, and sort of yes. work through this. So share your story because I think this is brilliant. Yeah, and that's what we love is we get to share uh, some of the things. We, we are great examples of things <laughs> to do and, oh, wait, not to do because <laughs> we've been there, done that with a lot of them. And, and for me, what happened was um, I had to track my time and I literally had to track my time every 30 minutes and then report at the end of the day with a summary. Mm -hmm. So think about this. Even just hearing that, did you just now think to yourself, mm -hmm. oh, no way. <laughs> I am so not doing that. Uh, I shared that once and someone, you know, said a swear word and then said, uh, no. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it, I love that reaction in people because it's like the, the hair on the back of their neck goes up and they're like, uh-uh, not happening. Because... It, I mean, literally, uh, and I was resistant too, because those that know me, I know I have a little bit of rebellious than me. And I was like, you want me to what? Right? Same kind of thing. And so here I had this wonderful journal in 30 minute increments, and I had to write it down. And then of course, like I said, at the end, give a summary. And what happened for me was actually, it was fantastic. Now, was I thrilled doing it? No. What did my mindset say? This is going to take so much darn time. This is ridiculous, blah, 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 right? And I mean, really, every half hour, how long did it take me to write something down? It took moments, less than 60 seconds. And I'm worth, I'm worth that. And what it did for me and the results it gave me, oh my goodness, they were so worth it too. So yes, uh, I had to track every 30 minutes and then do of, of the day and then do a summary at the end. And I thought it was crazy. And, and what I learned was it, it, it actually was incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, briefly, Jennifer, once you did that and then you were faced, there it was in black and white, what you had tracked and, and what you were working on, what would have been one key insight, one aha that you took away from doing that? Here's what I think is so cool. And Oftentimes, especially people who are, are very, quote unquote, busy or can function in overdrive or whatnot, we do so much in a day, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. So one of the best ahas from this, and I'm not even kidding, is it literally actually shows you how darn amazing you are in a day and you can go, oh, holy crap, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so the the gratitude of abundance of, of joy at the end of the day is like, wow, that's pretty cool. I, I did all that. I had no clue. Because we're so just used to being in momentum that we don't realize how much we do in a day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people think, oh, it's going to show how lazy I am. Well, no, it doesn't. It actually points out how awesome you are. Mm-hmm. Just one thing as you're, you're speaking there, Jennifer, and, and I know if I'm thinking about tracking my time, where an insight was for me, and I was just reminded of this a, a couple of days ago with my husband, was he'd say, how long are you going to be? He said, oh, I'm just going to be half an hour. Well, an hour or an hour and a half later, I'm still there working. And it's because I don't realize how long things do, do take. And I can, 
I can underestimate, which is really good for me because having that awareness, it's then being more, um, what's the word? Not accountable, but be more realistic, more realistic. That's right. But this is going to take this long. And it's huge because if I have all of these things on my to-do list and I only get through half of them rather than beat myself up, it's a reminder that, hey, all of those things should not have been on your to-do list because you, you, you know, are not going to be working 24 hours a day. It's just not healthy for you so that's a huge uh, insight for me and I'll often you know um, underestimate how long something will take so for me it's a great reminder sit mm-hmm. down how how much time will that take and uh, stick with that so great great uh, insight there thanks for sharing what's the fifth oh, one? Oh yeah number five number five is you always have numerous items on your to-do list many mm-hmm. that are left incomplete day after day and in some cases week after week Oh my goodness. And that can be so heavy on your mindset, right? Just for those of us that like to check things off or tick things off as we complete them, when you have so many things on your to-do list that you can't possibly get them done, it just feels so, so heavy. And, and there's actually one word. There's one word that probably describes uh, exactly what's going on. Procrastination, right? So you might have a lot of things on your list. Absolutely. And for those things that aren't getting done that you know need to happen, you want them to happen in your business. And if you're not making them happen and they're just, they're just, you know, day after day still there, it's because you're avoiding something. Something is happening. And when we look at the deeper meaning behind procrastination, it simply is avoidance. So what we love to ask you to do is think about, okay, what's on my list that keeps staying on my list day after day, week after week. What am I avoiding? So what's on my list? What am I avoiding? And really, what's the fear around it? You know, because when we break everything down and chunk it all down, it's totally about just a fear of something. And when you can have that awareness for yourself, you can totally do things differently. Doesn't need to feel heavy, doesn't have to be overwhelming. You really can look at it, whatever that is for you on your list, notice what it is you want to avoid about it or what the fear around it is, and then make a different choice. And the cool part is for those that do like to check things off or tick things off on their list, ha, then you get to handle that too. <laughs> so it's, it's a win-win-win, right? Yeah. Oh, it certainly is. You know, I remember um, a, a number of years ago, I was taking a workshop on time management, particularly procrastination. It was for a group of authors. And uh, one of the authors uh, sort of disclosed that uh, she had not finished her book, you know, her, her manuscript. And she said, you know, lots of things happen. I get busy around kids, family, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then she kind of said, and sometimes I really get stuck in watching my favorite movies. So when we dug a little bit deeper, it was really interesting. She had a huge insight because her mindset was that what if I finish my manuscript and I send it to the publisher and it gets rejected? That means they don't like my content, they don't like my writing, Mm -hmm. and I would feel like a failure. So that procrastination was actually keeping her safe, safe from getting the rejection. But in actual fact, it was this pattern, it was a cycle. And when she recognized it, she went, oh, my goodness. So it wasn't the procrastination and and, and all of this busyness stuff. That was just avoidance and, and stopping her from getting it out there. So once she realized that, 
she set some goals she worked with a with a you know writing coach and she got that manuscript out to the publisher and um so that kind of thing and you know the procrastination as jennifer said and is around the avoidance what are you avoiding what what's the deeper issue for you once you understand that you can have some huge insight and and you know change around that and have a much better result Absolutely. You know, and when we think about this, that's that this happens all the time for people in business. And what you were just sharing, you know, she had that fear of of rejection, right? Mm -hmm. Not liking it. Mm -hmm. And also think about this, where does that show up in your life? Right? And oftentimes, I'll hear this from people who uh, want to get healthy and lose weight. And, 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 you know, a great example is the funny, we'll just say the funny fat guy. I literally had someone tell me, I want to lose weight, but I don't know who I would be. Everybody knows me as the funny fat guy. So it's that fear of the of who would I be because they've hung on to that story for so, so long that avoidance keeps them safe and not have to be someone new, the truths themselves that they could be. And it's, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. And for most people, it's also um, something that just that you just do without even realizing you're doing it. So when we had that conversation that day and he said, oh my gosh, I, I, if I'm not the funny fat guy, what if no one likes me? Who would I be? I wouldn't know how to act. It was like, oh my goodness, that is such powerful awareness, such powerful awareness. Yeah. And then once you have the awareness, you can make a different choice. Woo! So yeah, this stuff shows up. And again, as with everything, it shows up in your life and it shows up in your business because you are your business. You you are the common denominator here. All right. To summarize everything, whoa, working on overdrive, not a good thing, right? Being reactive instead of proactive, being available to anyone and everyone. Then there's not being willing to track and monitor what you're doing with your time. And last but not least, as you always have numerous items on your to-do list, many that are left incomplete day after day, and in some cases, week after week. We're going to leave you with a quote, and that is, time is money. That's from Benjamin Franklin. Oldie but goodie. How are you spending your time? That is a great question. This was a great show. A huge insights and our hearts for everyone, even myself. Lots of great reminders in there. If this is the very first time that you are joining us, it really has been an honor. We want you to come back. We've got another great show lined up for you again next week. What you need to do is subscribe to our iTunes channel or even to our Stitches channel. All of the details are on our show notes. But if you want to go to iTunes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash PLP iTunes. And while you're there, why not subscribe and leave a comment? Rate the show. That helps us get our message out to many other purposeful leaders in their business so that we can grow a fantastic community that uh, is like-minded. And uh, again, fantastic show. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending the time with me again today, Jennifer. I've always loved doing these shows. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.